0: Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? E uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ugh, you know, ugh. Send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers! Hello everybody, welcome to the back of the field and also the bottom of the playlist with Vanilla Wafers, and this is the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. First and foremost, before we get started, I have to say one thing. I am a liar. Yep, I am admitting it right now, and that is solely because I thought there was going to be no race on Wednesday. Turns out they were able to complete almost a full race on Wednesday. I am not a good weatherman. I did have the weatherman hair back in high school, but unfortunately, now my hairline is almost going all the way back to my ass crack right now. So unfortunately, I can't predict the weather anymore. But we did have a race. We had the Darlington 500K, the second race back from real racing and also the second race at Darlington this week. And let me just say, that was a really damn good race. I hope NASCAR looks into this because first and foremost, Week racing has actually been really cool to see. It's actually pretty exciting. Like, I actually have something to do on Wednesday night. And second, the 500k and the 400k idea, they're a lot shorter. So if you don't know about kilometers and miles, there's about 1.6 kilometers in each mile. This is what we get for living in America. We don't follow the metric system. But anyways, um, these races are a lot shorter. And I think for midweek races, if we do go in this pathway or even just events that are not uh, considered crown jewel events, I heard uh, Tommy Joe Martin, I think it was on Twitter, say something along the lines of, hey, maybe this is the way NASCAR should go. Just shorter races if they're not crown jewel events. I don't mind it. I really don't mind it. If the race is going to be way better and it's going to be more action-packed, why not? Make the races shorter. Still call them 500, but just make them 300-mile races. I, I genuinely enjoyed that. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but overall it was a good race. So we're going to go through the results real quick, and then I'm going to talk about the Coca-Cola 600 and who exactly to look for to be the favorite going into that race. But let's get into it. Let's start off first with the results for the second race at Darlington. So let's actually look at the notes as far as how many lead changes there were and how many cautions. There were 17 lead changes amongst 13 drivers, and we had 11 cautions for 54 laps in a 208-lap race. Yes, that's a lot of cautions, but you know what that's also a lot of leader changes So I couldn't really tell who was actually going to be the winner of this race There were a lot of people who had great opportunities to win at first It looked like Clint Boyer and then for a while it looked like Eric Jones then Chase Elliott But in the end wound up to be Denny Hamlin getting his second win of this season His first win was at the Daytona 500 now he gets the win at the second race at Darlington He led 12 laps there at the end Finished 8th and 7th in the stages, but was able to come up top in the end. He is your winner of the Darlington race. Finishing 2nd, probably the most beloved driver on Twitter right now. And when I mean that, I mean that very, very sarcastically. Because in the 2nd spot was the number 18 of Kyle Busch. He's finished 2nd. Finishing 3rd, Sunday's winner, now getting in the top 3, was the number 4 of Kevin Harvick. Finishing the 4th spot is the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 5th, we have the number 20 of Eric Jones. He led 27 laps. Finishing 6th, we have the number 22 machine of Joey Logano. Finishing 7th, we have the number 10 of Eric Amarola. The top finishing Chevy was actually Jimmy Johnson in the number 48 machine. He finished 8th. Finishing 9th is the number 21 of Matt DiBenedetto. And round out the top 10 in the number 19 Joe Gibbs machine is Martin Trex Jr. Finishing 11th the top running rookie was the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Finishing 12th was the number 24 of William Byron. Finishing 13th another rookie the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. Finishing 14th we have the return of Ryan Newman. He finishes there in the number 6 machine. Finishing 15th we have the number 1 of Kurt Busch. 16th will be credited to the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. Finishing 17th, is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Finishing 18th, another good run, but unfortunately ran out of luck there at the end with the rain, was the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Finishing 19th, we have the number 13 of Ty Dillon, and rounding up the top 20 is his brother in the number three machine, Austin Dillon. Finishing 21st, we have the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, Finishing 22nd was the number 14 of Clint Boyer. He led the most laps and won both stages, however ran to some problems at the end, so he's only credited with 22nd. Finishing 23rd, we have the number 17 of Chris Busher. 24th is the number 32 of Corey LaJoy. 25th is the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 26th is the double zero of Quinn Hoff. Finishing 27th, the top running Open team, number 96 of Daniel Suarez. Finishing 28th was the number 77 of J.J. Yaley. Finishing 29th, we have the number 51 of Joey Gase. And rounding out the top 30, the number 42 of Matt Kenseth. Now here on back is drivers who ran into problems or just weren't that fast at all. Finishing 31st is the number 41 of Cole Custer. Finishing 32nd, we have the 27 of Gray Galding. Finishing 33rd was the number 66 machine of Timmy Hill. 34th, we have the number 53 of Garrett Smithley. 35th was the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. He was the second worst running rookie. Finishing 36th is the number 78 of B.J. McLeod. Finishing 37th, this one shocked me, was Brandon Poole in the number 15. At one point, he was up top, and he was going to start in the front row on a restart, and then he wound up finishing 37th, so apparently he had transmission problems. Finishing 38th was the number 9 of Chase Elliott, as that finish does not do justice for him at all. And round at the field in 39th is the number 37 machine, your pole sitter, Ryan Priest completing 69 laps, he exits the race early due to engine problems. And that is the running order and results for the second Darlington race on the schedule. Now, the race was shortened by 20 laps. It was due to rain. There was a caution beforehand. Trust me, let's get into that first and foremost with Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott. I was watching the race, and I was going for Chase Elliott. I like Rick Henrik. My guy is the number 24 of William Byron, but beforehand was Chase Elliott. So I am a big fan of Chase Elliott, and I wanted to see this dude win. He looked like he was going to be the guy to win, and then Kyle Busch took him out. And I'm going to be honest. I did not take it too lightly. In fact, I wasn't happy about this at all. Here's actually a recording of me watching the race. Uh, when this was all going down. Oh, come on. Here you go, Chase Elliott. Here you go. Get around the outside. Come on! Come on, you got it! Come on, keep going, keep going, keep going! Come on, just a couple last more, just a couple last more! What the... What the f-? What the f-? Are you f**king kidding me?! You took him out! What a Come f-? oh, oh, there you go. Yeah! There you go! <laughs> Give him the bird! Screw him! Okay, okay, another confession, another confession. Since I am a liar... That was not legitimately um, a live recording. That was a reenactment. And my acting skills aren't the best, but I did react like that in a way when that actually went down because I was livid. I couldn't believe that. But it looks like Kyle Busch said he's apologized, and it looks like the Napa Auto Parts team has not really accepted the apology. They said, yeah, he probably didn't do it on purpose, but still, we have a wrecked-up race car, so we don't really care. That's basically how it went down. But besides that, that's like the only black eye from last night. And even then, it actually sparks a lot of fan interest because we love seeing rivalries go down. Especially with races like that. It's still in the middle of the season. Chase Elliott can definitely come back. Kyle Busch can definitely come back from it. So it's great to have these rivalries going into the summer. As far as everything else goes, there was a few pitch strategies. There was also some short-term running cars and then long-term running cars. So it was a good mix-up and it's definitely what they needed for a midweek race. I'm hoping that Charlotte is a little bit similar. Obviously, it's not the same. You won't have Darlington stripes like the ones they were talking about, since they will pound the wall, not just scrape the wall. Also, it's a different layout of a track. Darlington, it's its own form. There's nothing else like it. Charlotte is kind of almost a cookie-cutter kind of track, and Charlotte is more of the home base track for all the teams. All the teams are located in North Carolina. Darlington is obviously close to North Carolina since it's in South Carolina, but Charlotte is the go-to track. So we're hoping to see a lot of similarities, especially in the midweek race, but also the Coca-Cola 600 because it is the longest race. Now, I have said Darlington 74 times. I probably said but... 84 times and I've said um 167,000 times so let's end with Darlington I will go over my predictions for the last two races and then we will move on on who to watch for Charlotte all right let me whip out my notes and let's see how I did as far as my first predictions went let's see here for my top picks, I had anyone with Joe Gibbs Racing would be great, Follow, but the best one out of them all would be Kyle Busch. And then for Chevy, I would say go for Chase Elliott. And then for Fords, I said Kevin Harvick over anybody from the Penske team. The top rookie was John Hunter for me, and the worst driver that was going to do that entire um, two races was going to be BJ McLeod and JJ Yaley. So here's my results. So, uh, I was technically right for Joe Gibbs, but that uh, was pretty easy to do because they were just dominating Darlington and they got one of the victories. And Kyle Busch actually was the wor- did the worst according to my stats for the first race. He finished 26th. Yeah, he got second in the second race. However, if they would have continued on, he probably would have still finished 26th again. Chase Elliott, I'd say, was an okay pick. In the first race, he looked like the worst one out of the Henrik team, but Jimmy Johnson ran into problems, as well as William Byron. Alex Bowman looked good, but you could tell he was not going to win it. He was definitely, like, a top-three car. And then in the second race, he looked like the guy to beat. I almost got that one right, but Kyle Busch wanted to stick it up my butthole because he knew that I picked him, and he just wanted to shove it in. And then Kevin Harvick was probably my best choice, um... For especially for the Fords. He won the Sunday race, and then he looked really good in the second race. Just couldn't quite be there at the end. He still finished third. So I say that was my best prediction was saying Kevin Harvick would be the best Ford. Top rookie, John Hunter Niemicek. Finished ninth in the first race, but he wasn't the best. Tyler Reddick actually edged him. He finished seventh, and then in the second race, he just sucked. I, I was starting to get pissed off. I was like, dude, I picked you as the top rookie! You've wrecked twice in the first 30 laps! You're making me look like an idiot, but you know I'll give it to him. Uh, now I know not to pick him for Charlotte for the top rookie. And the worst driver was like shooting fish in a barrel. B.J. McLeod, I've seen his uh, Xfinity team. It's it's okay. I'm not gonna say he's garbage, but he's just not up with everybody else. So I knew he was gonna be one of the worst teams, and he finished 36, and I think. 35th or something like that i didn't even look at the first race because i knew he didn't do good in that one either so those were my predictions i'd say i got a couple right but i got most of them wrong so i really really got to redeem myself for the coca-cola 600 and the charlotte 500k so first and foremost top picks to go with I'm going to say Joe Gibbs again for Toyota. I mean, obviously, they're the only Toyota team. But if I had to pick a driver, I'm going to pick Martin Truex Jr. I f- it's too hard to go against him when it comes to Charlotte. Let me show. Let me tell you his stats. In 2019, he won the Coca-Cola 600 with the 19 team. 2018, he finished second to Kyle Busch. In October of 2017, he won the race. And in May, he finished third. He led the most laps, but it ended with a fuel strategy. And that's why Austin Dillon won. In the October 2016, uh, 13th place finish. This is his worst finish. This was the only one he wasn't that competitive. May of 2016, he won the race and led almost all 600 miles. He led 392 laps out of 400 That's unbelievable. He led 588 miles of that race. I think I did my math right. And then May of 2015, the other Coca-Cola 600 before that, he finished fifth. Now, one thing to remember is 2019 is the only year that he has not raced with Joe Gibbs. He's raced with Furniture Row Racing, which was kind of the secondary team for Joe Gibbs. And he was still putting up those results. It's, It's almost impossible to go against him. So, I know Kevin Harvick has the highest odds, but... If I was a betting man, I'd say Martin Trex Jr. It's so hard to go against him. He's great at the racetrack. Definitely want to go with him. Now, I want to bring this one up. Jimmy Johnson, one of the most dominant people in the 2000s when it came to Charlotte slash Lowe's Motor Speedway. He has eight Charlotte wins, including four Coca-Cola 600s. But does that mean he's going to win the race in his final season? I'd love to see Jimmy Johnson get his victory, his final one, either here or at Dover. I think those two races have epitomized champion that Jimmy Johnson is. But here's his last few results uh, at Charlotte. Uh, I'm, I focus mostly on the Coca-Cola 600s. Eighth last year, he got a top five, then he finished 17th. And then 2016, he finished 3rd. 2015, he blew his engine finished 40th. And then he won in 2014. He's still really good at the racetrack. I think 2017 was his only year where he was not competitive at all. Do I see him getting a top 5? I do. I really do. I, I feel like feel like Henrik is, is going in the right direction this year with their cars. They've been a factor in almost every single race. I feel like Jimmy Johnson can get a top 5. So if you're betting whether he's uh, up front or in the back... I'd say go with him up front. He's still a great choice, um, especially seeing him at Darlington. He looked great. So, do I think he's going to win, though? I don't think so. If I had to pick a Chevy, um, Chase Elliott's hit or miss when it comes to the Coca-Cola 600. Yes, he has a fast car, but he never seals the deal. William Byron, same as Chase Elliott. Great cars, can't seal the deal. I say stay with Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman has been the most dominant car on the Henrik roster right now, and pretty consistent, too. Only reason he finished 18th was because of the rain short, and it kind of screwed him up. Now, as far as a Ford goes, Kevin Harvick has the best odds right now. According to Vegas, he has the best odds, 4-1. to I don't know if he's going to win it, though. I-, I don't think I like his um, stats right now compared to the other drivers I've talked about. Yeah, he's going to be running in the top 10. There's no doubt about that, but do I see him winning the race? No, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, Is he even the best Ford? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, you got to go with Joey Logano as far as uh, being great at mile and a half so far. He's already gotten two victories. As far as another Ford to look at, I mean, Kevin Harvick at top 10, but I wouldn't mind going with Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney has led the last couple of races there at the Coca-Cola 600. He's ran into problems here and there, but he really likes the track. He's really had some good cars this year as well. The only one was really Darlington, but do you really blame him. I mean, it's a tough track. It's different from everyone else. Compared to the other tracks, he still looked really good, so I'd say go with him. Eric Amarola, Matt DiBenedetto would be probably a good one to go with the top 10 as far as Fords go. Clint Boyer, I just don't know. I I like Clint Boyer, but he's always a hit and miss driver um, as far as getting results. He's either going to do really good or he's going to finish in the back. I mean, Wednesday's race, perfect example. I mean, he was doing so good, and then he still gave you a 26-place finish. So that's what I feel. If if you want to replace Kevin Harvick with anyone as far as a Ford goes, uh, it would either be Joey Logano or Ryan Blaney. Brad Keselowski, probably a top 10 but I don't think he's going to edge his two partners. And then if you need a top 10 person uh, that's a Ford, I'd say Matthew Bandetto or Eric Amarillo. They've been pretty consistent. If you're looking for um, a Chevrolet that could potentially get a top 10 and also could sneak you in a little spot, I'd say maybe Kurt Busch and Tyler Reddick. And the reason why I'm saying Tyler Reddick is he's really starting to get comfortable with the Richard Childers team, and he's had some good runs um, going back to Phoenix. He just got into some problems. I think he hit the wall, and that's why he had a bad finish. But I'd say if they come down to a fuel strategy or something, maybe keep an eye on Tyler Reddick. Richard Childers is usually sneaky when it comes to the fuel mileage race, and Tyler Reddick is starting to figure out his team. I would not be afraid to put him in your roster if you're doing Fantasy Live to keep him as your third or fourth guy. And then Kurt Busch, um... I think uh, CBS Sports is saying that he's a good dark horse to go with to get an upset win. I don't know if that's going to be the case. He did good at Kentucky, but I don't think he would get the win at Charlotte. Maybe another top 10 finisher right there. Could he get a top 5? I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. But if it comes down to strategy, he might be a good one. But if I had to pick between one of those, I'd pick Tyler Reddick over Kurt Busch. As far as another Toyota goes, if you want to pick another Joe Gibbs driver... Kyle Busch, not bad at the Coca-Cola 600. He does have one victory there, and he's had some top finishes. But if you're going to have to choose between him and Martin Truex, I definitely go with Martin Truex. And then as far as a top Chevy, Alex Bowman, then Jimmy Johnson second. And here's the guys you absolutely want to avoid. These guys will be bums. I'm telling you, they're going to be bums. And I'm just going to go through them real quick. I'm going to go rapid fire here. So here we go. Double-zero of Quinn Hoff, avoid him at all costs. I would not go with him at all. The 107 of JJ Yelly, part-time team. Yeah, it's really hard to trust a part-time team. Ty Dillon, he's usually gonna finish back in the 20th or worse. Brandon Poole, not reliable at all. Chris Busher, uh, I wanna say go for him, but Roush Finway is really hit and miss. They have done good, so maybe um, save him in your pocket as your fifth guy. That would be a good pick because Ricky Stenhouse was doing good. But as a top three guy, no, absolutely not. Uh, I don't really like Eric Jones too much as far as this race goes. Uh, Greg Galdwin, don't pick him. Corey LaJoy, don't pick him. Michael McDowell, stay away from him. Ryan Priest has been really hit and miss this year, mostly a miss. His best finish is 20th. I wouldn't go for him at all. John Hunter um, probably going to be a top 15 guy, but not a top 10 guy. Uh, Cole Custer still trying to figure out Stuart Haas Racing Matt Kenseth is going to probably be more around like 13th, 14th I feel in this race Bubba Wallace I would stay away from him Ricky Stenhouse hasn't figured out JTG Daughtry I wouldn't pick him uh, Anyone from Rick Rear Racing I would avoid Timmy Hill doesn't have a strong team Ross Chastain with Spire Motorsports I don't even know if he's going to run the race They said he was going to r- run the race on Wednesday and he wasn't there so I wouldn't trust that team BJ McLeod he'll be in the back Christopher Bell, I don't know because he's hit and miss too. He had a great run on Wednesday, but he's kind of like jumping back and forth. If you want to take a gamble, he'd be a good fifth pick uh, for your fantasy live team. Maybe over Chris Busher, but that's a bit of a stretch. I don't know on that one. He's 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 so hit and miss. And then Daniel Suarez, he's going to get a 25th place. That's usually going to be the spot he's around. But overall, uh, i say if I had to pick a top five team... I would pick Martin Trex Jr. as my number one guy as well as the second stage winner and race winner. My second guy would be Alex Bowman, third would be Kevin Harvick and my stage one winner. Fourth will be Jimmy Johnson, fifth will be Kyle Busch, and in the garage right now I have Ryan Blaney. I would substitute Ryan Blaney for someone like either Eric Amarola, Chase Elliott, maybe even Matt DiBenedetto. Or or Tyler Reddick. I think those would be some of the guys that I would put in my garage spot right now. But overall, I'm going to put Ryan Blaney ahead of all those guys. And of course, Toyota is the winner. So those are my picks for those next two races. We may do some adjustments for the Wednesday race. But I feel like these are going to be your best options to choose from. And as far as the worst driver going, um, I'm going to have to say JJ Yaley in the 107 car. Welcome back, Tommy Baldwin. I think you're going to do the worst out of them all. But... (laughs) Uh, those are my picks hopefully you guys like them. if not well it's okay because I got them wrong last time so let's see if you can do better than me so that's going to conclude today's episode thank you so much for listening to the best and now trying out all the rest I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time so I'm going to pull the car right on in and collect my last place winnings and I am out so you all take care this has been the field filler podcast